everybody knows that all the people don't have liberties, all the people don't have freedom, all the people don't have justice, and all the people don't have power, so that means none of us do. Change it. Turn it upside down and put the last first and the first last. Turn Applebee's into a masterpiece Pack a piece, I'm in the rotten apple with the apple seeds My silence sound like the iPhone apple keys I break your legs at the knees I snap and leave I get sushi from the Japanese Raw, my pack of thieves We bagging the bags of peas Your trash bags of weed Be looking like bags of leaves Terrible, it actually look like a stack of trees The hair on it actually look like a bag of weaves Hysterical, how dare you We hustle a bury you Cutting the Theraflu A disgusting, unbearable, bad disease When preparing you mac and cheese Whip game It's a wonderful miracle at the sleeve I whip it Nigga, season chicken dinner You heard, you heard I'm back on my bullshit You heard, you heard Yes, that is like a constant tension for sure And I'm young now So, of course you already know the vibes, but I think, you know, I've been very transparent with my students as well about how I feel and how I approach virtual learning and the experience that experiences that I've had with virtual learning, what my learnings have been from them, because my experiences have largely been imperfect. And so I could never show up and expect them to have this down to the T because I don't have it down to the T, right? Um, and their teachers don't have it down to the T and their parents and their schools don't like, it's cool where I'm not. I don't need you to show up in that way because we aren't. But I personally will say, I, I'll like, I'll talk to teachers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll jump in a Zoom chat and say, hi, it's Miss Kelly. Like, I'm the first one to advocate for my students um, and to give them that little power leverage. You know what I'm saying? If it's something that I think is trivial to the situation or if it's something really big and I feel like, okay, I need to just catch the teacher up on like why X, Y, Z just happened or it's happening consistently. I email them. I've texted teachers like I'm in the mix, basically. And I think that's been really helpful for parents to feel like, you know, there's someone else kind of at the table advocating, but also like holding their kid accountable. And for students, I think it's been really helpful to feel like they have some type of actual support in person, because sometimes they are like y'all are saying, like you were just saying is in the framing of your question. Sometimes they are really trying and maybe it just shows up on paper as 20 percent. But like I saw them try for 50 minutes. <laughs> and so I'm never going to like not, you know, show up for them in that way just because like I am seeing it in real time. So is it like a conversation based around sort of promoting progression instead of perfection? Because I feel like often at times in school, teachers had made it seem like you had to be perfect or you couldn't like turn around, talk to your friends or even mm. just be able to go up to ask for the restrooms for people with an education to feel to be like, no, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So now you also, now I can't use the restroom and you also expect me to be able to pay attention for the right. next 30 minutes. How exactly is this going to work? You know? A thousand percent. And like, I think even just like our generation and I think a lot of teachers that I know at least, like obviously frameworks around what good pedagogy is have shifted, especially as we talk about and have thrown around a lot, you know, culturally relevant pedagogy and just... I don't even, sometimes it's mediocre, so it's hard for me to find the right 
language, but you know, culturally relevant spaces and, and holding teachers accountable for, you know, making space for students in ways that we ne- didn't necessarily experience when we were students um, in the environment that I like to craft. Like, yeah, like no one's asking me to go to the bathroom, especially in the setup that we have. Like, I, I think the goal is always to just like help students become more accountable for themselves. At least like that's my approach. And so it's never really about holding you to perfection because like, I'm not accountable for being perfect. (laughs) I'm human. I'm definitely not about to hold you accountable, you know, to that standard. So especially in 2020, after what we've all experienced this year, like, I think there is just a level of grace that has to be had at this point. Mm -hmm. But I, again, with like students who are attending certain schools, like, you know, I still see the rigor and their implementation of what they think rigor should look like, right? Even during, in a virtual learning setting. Um, And it's not necessarily the way that I would necessarily approach virtual learning. But I think, especially for students who have been in in that environment for a while, like, you know, they're kind of conditioned. So to them, it's not weird. It's kind of what they expected their school to do. But it is interesting. And I think I have you know, one of the benefits of the environment that I'm teaching in is that I do see different students who are attending different schools and how different their experiences are um, and the different choices, right, that schools and parents and students are making. One thing I feel like is like kind of coming up thematically, I guess, in this conversation, which aligns a lot with like other areas beyond just education is this sort of notion of like, on one end, we know that the education system and just like the way that we approach education as a whole holistically just needs to be, you know, revamped and like brought to the to the current times. But then at the same time, it's like for us to have that that big conversation, instead of being able to have that big conversation, it's like, well, what is tomorrow's class going to look like? Or like, what, what is like, you know, the next like yep. lesson plan, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and like, you just get caught up so much in these short term, more reactive or more just like, it's mm-hmm. like the same thing, right? And like, you know, for instance, something like the housing market where it's like people could, mm-hmm. we could be having a major conversation about, you know, how we think about housing in general, but instead, or like employment in general, but instead people are just trying to make ends meet. And it's like sort of the same thing where it's like mm-hmm. just getting by to the next, you know, box that you can check off as opposed to being like, why are these the boxes that we're trying to check in the first place? But it's just, it's, yeah, it's like, it, it sounds like, especially in education, that seems like the area where, you know, you run into that push and pull a lot. And I know like even in your experience, actually, before I get into this next part, I feel like this is a good place to pause and do some introduction, put names to the voices. So uh, welcome back to You Free, our communal podcast. You got Zim on the line. You got Eric in the background too. That's where you drop an ad-lib. I guess my ad-lib would be E, 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 or I don't know. I, I don't have an ad-lib right now. But hey, not yeah, 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 know the voice. Uh, and then who are we uh, speaking with today? Well, first of all, I was going to start with my ad-lib because I thought <laughs> you were going to say my name. So I was, <laughs> I was ready to hit him with a yurk. <laughs> but hey, y'all, it's Kelly, a.k.a. D.P. Kel. You know the vibes um, out here in Brooklyn. And I just want to say, quick plug, we literally started on the dot these introductions at 11 minutes and 11 seconds. And I just think that's super dope because that was not planned. So I just wanted to name yeah, that. you 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 oh, stay with funny. the eleven eleven. Listen, I don't know, yo. That was actually wild. That's why I had to say it because I'm watching it. You know how you're you can watch it on the desktop as you're recording. Yeah. So I watched it, and as you paused and said, "Hey, y'all," it was like eleven minutes, eleven seconds, and I'm watching it count up, and I'm like, "No way, no way, <laughs> no way." It was perfect. That's wild. 
let the record show a that I did not. I was not looking at uh, the clock when that happened. <laughs> and, and B that I was staring at it. <laughs> due, due to the editing process, it might not be exactly eleven eleven for our listeners, but you just gotta trust us on this. On this one. I'm sorry. Well, I hope y'all feel this moment for me right now because it was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's been times where I think this happened for like a week straight. I was catching 11-11 in the morning and I was like, okay, something, something in the universe is trying to tell me something. Are you guys mm-hmm. big into uh, numerology? Yeah, I am big on numerology. I just think I'm trying to be open to messages and I think numbers can be a really big form of those. So I've always, but yeah, like as I said, just lately, I feel like 11-11 has been on me, which is cool, but you know, there's just so much going on that sometimes I'm like, is this, is it really a good message? I'm Is it time for me to make a wish? Cause you know, I wish it would. You nah. know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like divine alignment and all this great stuff. And I'm like, yes, in 2020 though, like, I don't even know what that means, but I'm open. Let me, <laughs> let me be quiet. I'm open to the blessings and they're still coming. We're all, we're all grateful here. Oh, 1000%. It's interesting too, because I feel like um, we were discussing this a lot too, even amongst like friend groups, just like, oh, clear eye 2020, um, just the, <laughs> the grand awakening. And I think that there has been- That's that, real. That's real. You know, yeah, that it real. has been that grand awakening. It's like a Maybe portal, not in the way bro. we all thought. Exactly. Not in the way that we all thought it may have uh, planned out, but like you like to say is in like man plans and, and God laughs, right? Yeah, no, that's super real. Also, I just like to say on the on the numerology side of things, I like to I use the twenty four hour clock, so I like to make uh, two wishes at twenty two twenty two. I love that. That's fire. I love double that. up on the wishes. <laughs> well, it's funny because right. I do feel like like back in the day, you know, I don't know why this memory just came soaring back, but I remember like. I was supposed to be on a math team and like, I just just like tell my mom I would go to the meetings and I would always skip it. But like, I was always like talented at math, but I never really was sort of into it. And now I feel like the only way that that's come back now is sort of in like patterns and like numbers where like, mm-hmm. I'm the type of person who would rather mm-hmm. wake up at like 1001 instead of 10 because it's one zero, then you flip it into zero one mm-hmm. or even like, Actually, I, I, this is a good time to mention an Easter egg for our listeners, which I don't even know if they've noticed. But like, if you go back and, and look at all of our old yep, sessions, yep, you'll yep. see that like, you know, we're big on the numbers. We either want you add up the first two to get the set, you know, to get the uh, sum of the second two, mm-hmm. or you got like the repeating pattern mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I do feel like I feel like some people peep. If not, then they just got the. Now they're gonna all go back. Damn! Now that no, yeah. I'm like, I know. I, did you hear me go quiet? I was like rethinking everything. No, that's fire though. That's fire to like consistently do that. Because sometimes you know you think somebody's doing it intentionally, but you're not really sure. And so to hear y'all say it's intentional, that's that's really dope. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I just like something about sort of like that patterns are just. It, it's funny because it's like in some senses this stuff is just like invented mm-hmm. <laughs> it, but at the same time like if you because of the fact that we find the patterns in it that gives it the power i don't know does that make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know I'm, I'm big i'm big on the number stuff too that actually feels like a good segue and i mean i know we we have plenty more we could talk about on education which i'm sure we'll probably go <laughs> back to but i feel like that's a good um transition into just generally like you know what are some of the uh spiritual or like you know, relationship with the universe uh, practices that you are, you know, engaged in. Because I, I know recently too, you just uh, made a, made a recent announcement too, kind of related to that field. So, hey, so, facts, plug me. <laughs> yes, well, I'm gonna let you plug yourself. I'm gonna just hand the hand the hey. space over. 
Facts, you know, I'm here for it. Um, God, I'm just like thinking about 2020. I feel like that is one of the things that 2020 has afforded me has been like a really big deep dive into what tools work for me (laughs) and how I could build consistency around tools that work for me. And so I think, you know, I've just tapped in much more deeply into my spiritual practices, um, just into prayer too. I think I've always had a really interesting relationship with religion and spirituality. You know, I grew up with a mother who had came from a Catholic family from the Dominican Republic. And my father is Puerto Rican and his family was predominantly Jehovah's Witnesses. And so, you know, my father made the choice to not baptize my sister and I either way, which was like a weird decision for someone in my mom's family to make. So obviously that was a point of tension for them when I was a baby. (laughs) Um, But I will say I'm very grateful because we did kind of experience and stay very open to like how we thought about religion, what we thought about religion, how we approached religion, what certain spaces made us feel, um, what, you know, certain experiences made us feel. Um, And I think that now I kind of just got to this culminating point where like my spiritual practices just started to make a lot of sense. (laughs) And that sounds weird, but I don't know. It's like a, a stepping into something, but also like stepping into yourself in like new ways through those Mm -hmm. practices. And so long, long way to start a plug, but if y'all are still listening, my great friend, our great friend, Chelsea and I just launched our shared page. Um, It's called Soul Lake Remedy at Soul Lake Remedy on Instagram. Right now we're literally just on Instagram because (laughs) that's all the time we can afford to put towards something else. start. Um, so yep. So we're like, it's, we're here and we plan to be very present in that way, but we're super excited. She's a certified yoga instructor, um, and she's on the West coast. So it's really cool to also be building like a community that is virtual right now, but you know, not forever and still like spanning across the country. And we do have people joining from both sides. And so it's just really nice to be able to create space for, you know, if yoga is a practice, that's a, you know, if yoga practice is a tool that works for you. Chelsea's dope. And I really enjoy doing yoga with her and I'm not certified. (laughs) So, you know, I invite folks to just like lean in if they want to. Um, But we also really want to like make it informational and like support people in understanding why certain poses can be really therapeutic, how meditation can kind of be built upon like places to start, you know, and making folks feel like you don't have to mm, back to progress, not perfection, baby. That's what it's about. And right, like not feeling like you have to know all of it to step in. And so the other side of that, what I'll be bringing to the table is kind of the astrology side, which is definitely a tool I use for myself and that I hope I can just like help others and encourage others if it's a tool that works for them to just build upon their practice. Because again, I am no guru and by no means perfect. Um, I'm just interpreting as I go, right? And like making sense of, myself and making sense of this world and this lifetime through this tool. And I just really hope that we continue to create like the warm collective spaces we've been able to create so far, um, just with more intention now that we have like a space that really centers what we're doing. So follow us. There is a link to our email, which is soullakeremedy at gmail.com. And you definitely want to join our listserv because Chelsea's emails, I mean, if you know Chelsea, you already know the vibes, like she is just witty, (laughs) brilliant, just captivating. And the whole thing, you kind of have to read it more than once. And it's, it's great in that way, but I just encourage everyone to get that dose. Even if you don't even participate in any other way, just get that email in your inbox for real. Shout out to that. That's, that was great. And it's like, when I'm thinking about yoga as well as like meditation, 
it's like the most important elements it seems and of course it's like one's with the mind one others with the body but it's just like the the focus on breathing and the breathing techniques even though it's like we're all obviously breathing at all times but it's like whenever we're being more intentional about our deeper breaths that's when i feel like there's yeah. that that full body connection you know Absolutely. And I will say I recently tried like, so there's, there are actual breathwork practitioners. I'd kind of heard about it, but I didn't really know much. And I actually did a workshop with a breathwork practitioner and did some breathwork. And you just like, like you were speaking to Eric, like the way that you, the way that we breathe really does matter. Um, And it really transfers energy throughout our body and really outside of ourselves too. And so breathwork, like Basically, we alter our breath and breathe in specific ways through our nose or our mouth and create patterns back to what you were speaking to us in that we maintain for a period of time. And we enter a different kind of state that is very therapeutic. It is very meditative. And I did a workshop that was like 40 minutes. And I swear it felt like 15 to 20. Like when she was telling us that we were about to wind down, it was like a trip. Mm -hmm. Like it was but just like a release trip. Like I was there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was just laying down on the ground. I was there very present, but it was very different. It was very cool. I definitely feel like it's something I'll try again, but for anyone out there who's just really likes to meditate and really is into the concept of like what our breath can do for us, I definitely encourage y'all to like safely engage in that practice if you're into it. What that makes me think of too, is just how lucky or blessed depending on which word you want to use but but just really like the position Mm -hmm. that we're in in this modern world right where it's like you know for human history humans have you know turned to different ways to try to engage with a higher power or to just sort of navigate their experience the human experience on this earth and so you know for for whether that's breathing breath control whether that's yoga whether that's tarot that's another alley-oop for a little bit <laughs> for a second for now. Um, but you know like there's like so many of these different of these different practices that people have you know created to to or or uh fostered to try to engage with these higher powers or even just to focus on self and you know remain present uh and we have the ability to tap into a lot of those but then i guess on the on the other hand too it's like you then run into the situation where people who aren't necessarily experts in a particular field position themselves as experts in that field. Whereas mm-hmm. what I what I really like about the work that you've done in the past, and I'm sure you're going to continue to do with Chelsea moving forward, and, and even some of the conversations we've had, I've had with you about this, this topic is sort of this idea of like, everyone's, ultimately, everyone's relationship with, you know, the world around them and with themselves is going to be unique to them. But you can mm. take pieces of different things, you know, around you and, and sort of adopt that. So like, for instance, you know, some people yoga is going to really speak to them and they're going to pursue yoga more than something else. But that doesn't mean that they're going to right. you know, become a yogi to the same extent that Chelsea ended up uh, pursuing yoga as a passion or, or and whatnot. Like people are going to mm-hmm. find different versions of, of the answers for themselves. And as long as you're not necessarily like, I think as long as it's a, sort of this understanding of like, Hey, I'm just a human too. Like I'm also just going through this experience. I'm not, I'm not talking <laughs> right. to you. You know, I'm not talking to you from a level of authority above you. I'm just talking to you as a, as another person person and like here's some of the things that have worked for me like what's something that's worked for you one of my favorite bob dylan lines which i might have mentioned on like a podcast episode way back i can't remember but but one of my favorite bob dylan lines is uh i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna say this right right now but it's something along the lines of everyone will help you find what you set out to find 
but if I can save you any time, and it's sort of like an implied dot, dot, dot. Mm. At the end of the day, like we're all learning from each other. We all have, you know, things that we, well, maybe not all, but. <laughs> we're trying to get there, bro. That's the ideal. Speaking the, speaking the ideal, let's just speak it to. But what, <laughs> speak what, what, what it that. should be, what it should be, what it could be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah like yes. we have, we have wisdom to impart other people, but we also have wisdom to learn from other people because at the end of the day, like our experiences are all different and like, you know, and, and what's, and then to take it back to patterns again, what ends up being really, really, you know, powerful to me is where you start to see the patterns of like, oh, wow, interesting. Like in, you know, yoga, they go about doing this particular piece of the practice. And wow, that really compares to like something I read over here about, you know, uh, mm. some theological studies or like things like that, where you just start to see different connections, right. of sort of the same truths of like, you know, what humans are capable of and like the relationship that humans can manifest with a higher power uh, start to like, you got, you start to see it from so many different angles and realize that it's also like, you know, everything is everything at the end of the day. Entirely. Mm -hmm. And that's what was so interesting about COVID being a respiratory disease. And that's why I started um, assessing and just thinking about my breathing more. Like even when I'm going to the gym or running, I'm doing like little checks on myself to make sure like, okay, like, are you still taking in the right amount of oxygen? Like, as I go to sleep, I try to take deep breaths in order to put me in that relaxed um, mm -hmm. mindset. X. Yeah, it's interesting when we think about just that connection between that higher power and sort of what the impact of COVID has allowed us to slow down and really start digging a little deeper. Mm. I, don't, I look for signs and everything, <laughs> straight up. Well, I feel like everything happens for a reason is the same thing as just saying that you could learn from everything that happens, you know, <clears throat> like you, like if you, you mm -hmm. can create the mm -hmm. reason for yourself, if you, if you choose, like, you know, everything that happens can be a lesson. And if it is a lesson and then you use that lesson to move forward, then whatever happened did happen for a reason. Absolutely. And honestly, like, you know, speaking to lessons, like sometimes I feel, I mean, huh. This is going to take us down the rabbit hole. I knew I was going to get here eventually. <laughs> but like capitalism, you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to even get to what that I'm might trying have to, to say. The, I was going to say that might have to be the title of the episode. Just like, but like capitalism. But like capitalism, <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> um, so I just had to like throw it out there before I do this. You know what I'm saying? But yes, I mean, for real. And I think one of the biggest frustrations that I feel like I've been able to temper in this time for myself has been, you know, the fact that you need time to get the lesson. And sometimes I felt myself coming across the same lesson over and over again. And I'm like, nah, I swear that I learned this. But it's like, you know what? I I learned it just enough to keep it pushing because capitalism requires that of me, right? Mm. Capitalism and self-care are not, you know, I don't even want to say like self-care is like the antithesis of <laughs> You know, capitalism, but like, I mean, I don't really see how self-care is really ingrained in a capitalistic framework. So like this notion of like you're saying, slowing down, like capitalism's like speed up, you're not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Raw nation brunch. Like we need to be getting to the bag and, you know, striving mm -hmm. for this capitalism, <laughs> these standards of capitalism to feel successful and to, you know, feel wealthy. But like there's so much wealth in this and what we're speaking to and these practices and like in just feeling good, like the wealth. That comes from feeling good when your body feels good, when your mind is, you know, calm, when you can just like check in with your breath. Like that's a beautiful thing. I can I can name so many moments this year where I don't know that I could even like stop and check in with. I don't even know what that meant. 
mm-hmm. in the moment. I was thinking about how I was going to do everything, you know, tomorrow or next week or something about my family or my job or like everything was constantly shifting to the point where I feel like I didn't even have the time to afford myself the space to dig deeper. And I feel like that's where the lessons are learned. Right. So like I was back to patterns, but like in a more negative light, I found myself in these patterns of like, why am I falling into the same kind of mentality or circumstance and recognize that like, until I invest the time to sit with this, whatever it is, I'm actually not going to get past this because capitalism is a lie Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's a fraud. And it's going to keep telling me that I got to keep going when sometimes I need to sit the fuck down, lay down, go to sleep, take a nap, meditate, don't know what it is, but you need to stop. And that's just real. We're people, you know? So like, I don't know. I think it really has been helpful to be able to slow down, but I also, it has provided me like a different type of insight into how, I mean, us, I think collectively, you know, this highlighted how fucked up things have been, right? Like, why Mm -hmm. don't we have time for this stuff regularly, right? Why is it that I feel like such a deeper alignment with myself, with my needs, with my wants, with my peers, with my family, right? Like with my almost everything during a disaster, Mm -hmm. right? Quote unquote, during catastrophe, during high tension, during this wild election season, like, oh, right. Because there isn't really time for this embedded in the framework we exist in. So this is different, bro. This is different. And I'm hoping that this will be a part of this, you know, little collective shift shift or like tipping point that we're experiencing right now, because I want people to advocate for this. I want people to feel like it's okay and normal to advocate for this, right? Like, I think that is a part of the the mission of the space that Chelsea and I are trying to create, but that I think lots of us, I know y'all and a lot of other my peer of my peers are really trying to create in their communities, you know, like this is important. We should be able to prioritize it. Definitely. Well, that also makes me think, you know, to kind of to circle back to the beginning when we were talking about education and like this, the concept of the jig, right? It's like, I feel like mm. the, the 2020 has been a year that, you know, has been partially at least defined by the fact that like everyone can see the jig, but nobody cannot be affected by it. Like kind of can, can avoid being so and it's almost worse. It's like, you know, like seeing seeing the the strings being pulled, but then still like as the strings are pulled, having, you know, yourself be part of that pull is just like mm. it really is like a lot of times, you know, difficult to navigate those moments and hard to avoid, you know, feeling sort of defeated about all that all that could be better and all that there is to potentially change. But I mean, then again, you know, to bring it back again to the work, it's like, it is, it is sort of like, you know, we just have to turn to a community and, and be, you know, a higher power and just sort of whatever that means to you, you know, like a higher power, but just sort of a belief beyond just like self and beyond just buying into the way that things currently are as the way that things have to be. And and just sort of, you know, like if, if that, if that's, if that's the only reality you operate in, it's like, what's really making you get up day to day, you know? capitalism it just pushes just so many things in front of our faces where we're just constantly distracted Mm -hmm. and distracted to a point where we start feeling okay well do i need this new shirt do i need those new sneakers should i wait outside the club in order to get into this party you know it's like when Mm. once once i mean go back to what you were saying too is it's like once we're realizing that the jig is up because we had the time to stay inside the beautiful lesson i learned throughout these past few months over the past actually year and a half at this point is just that less actually is more if you're able to just look inside mm. amen you feel that spiritual wealth baby mm-hmm. spiritual wealth truly 
And being a lot, like, honestly, because I live alone, I'll say like this time living alone and knowing that like, we all kind of got to be alone in our own way during this time or in a new way this during this time, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to like find the positive in this time. Cause I, a, it's a privilege mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I don't have to worry about a crying child or children doing virtual learning yes. or, you know, a million other things that could be going on in a household. But, you know, I think for lots of folks, like it's so, that's so real E and it's so hard, like you said, to cut through the noise for them to get there. I just, you know, I'm constantly thinking about what this would have been like when I, if I were in middle school or high school, you know, as I'm teaching kids and I'm like, the way my life was set up, (laughs) the way my family and my household was set up, I would be losing it. I wouldn't be doing yoga. Oh, no, no. I would, and, and to y'all point, like, you know, these kids have been raised different. So I might have been tapped in, you know, in different ways than mm-hmm. we were afforded when we were growing up. But without that, like, I, w- I don't know what I would have done. And I feel like a lot of people, even though it is 2020, they're thinking about those same struggles that I would have been thinking about. You know what I mean? If that is their situation and there's not time to think, it's survival mode, you know? Survival mode is not about spiritual wealth. Well, it should be, but a lot of times under well, under a capitalist framework, it can't be. You have to think about the practical things like the roof over your head, the food on your plate, the clothes on your back, right? Like in an ideal world, I could really feel as rich when I'm poor as I do when I'm rich, but under a capitalistic framework, I can be homeless outside with no job, no food, no insurance, no body, nothing. And society is not going to uplift me. You know, I can uplift myself, but like I am not in my practice someone who really believes that anyone can make like anything out of anything. And I hate to say that because, of course, I believe in like infinite possibility and opportunity. But like I was lucky in lots of ways. And I do feel, you know, aligned to my purpose and my mission because of the opportunities that have been afforded to me. But like I have a sister who's two years older than me, who is brilliant, who is just everything and beyond energetically. And she just simply was not afforded some of the opportunities that, you know what I mean? Like it's just in real Mm -hmm. life under a capitalistic framework that only goes so far and you can be, you know, you can feel what you just said, E, and still be in situations that like you deserve more (laughs) than what you have because of the framework we operate in. So I feel like that's just a a tension I really struggle with. It's like feeling like, oh, I'm tapped in. Like, what does our spiritual alignment really look like under a capitalistic framework if we're still like acknowledging the privilege that we have to even consider this, this type of question on the daily? Thank you.